Nerds, the most culturally relevant podcast that's ever existed here. Talking about your favorite fandoms because we're all nerds about something. Joe, the ad-lib alien, a.k.a. Double A, coming down your ear holes. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe if you want to if you want to support the show. New episodes out every Tuesday, all streaming and social media links in the description. Joining us today is a podcaster and blogger seeking to celebrate and showcase black and brown people across all media platforms. She hosts the If It Isn't Love podcast. Scorpion November, welcome to Culture Nerds. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, we're excited to have you here. So well, thank uh, you. How are you feeling this week? I am feeling pretty good. 2020 is winding down, but I don't want to make it seem like I'm not grateful. I am so grateful to have made it through 2020. I'm so grateful to see another day, another day. So I want to be in the spirit of gratefulness, but 2020 has been a doozy and Lord have mercy. (laughs) That's all I can say is Lord have mercy. And yeah, come on 2021. You have to have have some great things in store for us. (laughs) You have to. I I hope so. I hope we're on the upswing from this, this little downturn or whatever, because man, it is, you're right. It has been a tough year. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's been a doozy. That's that's the understatement of I don't know the decade maybe. <laughs> uh, we, were, we were talking a little bit earlier before we got on um, about Lion King and how you really liked uh, the new version, the the live action one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was not a, a particularly big fan of it. I mean I thought it was all right, but. For me, it was just like, I don't know. I guess it exists now, but it didn't have to necessarily, I guess is my viewpoint on it. I liked it. It wasn't my favorite, but I didn't dislike it. Of course, I choose the original. I'm always going to choose the original because the original was great. There were some things in the live action that the original, um, there were some things in the original that the live action didn't have. Like one of my favorite things was when Whoopi Goldberg, and I can't remember the other hyena she was interacting with on the um, cartoon version, on the animated yeah. version, and they were like, Mufasa, and just like, ooh, say it again. <laughs> you remember that part? They didn't have that on the live action because they couldn't, you know, they couldn't actually make the animals say, ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, it was, yeah. that was one of my favorite scenes. I was like, oh, I hope they have it. I hope they have I it. I love that. The whole, uh, it, but <laughs> the whole Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. Yes. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, so I'm going to give you six of the original songs, and I want you to just pick out one that you're like, that's the one that is mine. Like I, I, all the other ones can go. Uh, Circle of Life. I can't wait to be king. Be prepared. Akuna Matata. Uh, the lion sleeps tonight, or can you feel the love? 
this is hard. You don't play fair, Joe. You don't play fair at all because this I mean, is really hard. I, I, you know, if you had to said one could go, then I would totally choose Be Prepared because it's a Scar song. And I'm like, okay, screw you, Scar. However, <laughs> so that's the way you like. Me and you but both like can, it. <laughs> but yeah. out of all the others, okay, Circle of Life. That's the opening scene. And you're like, oh my circle of life. You know, all that stuff. I love that. I can't sing, so don't break me too harshly. But I love <laughs> that. You gotta have that there because it's the it's the overall theme of the movie. You know what I see? You know what I mean? Because his father dies and he becomes king. It's circle of life. You know what I'm saying? The the young eventually. I mean that's that's true. I don't disagree with you. Circle okay. of life is a banger. Matata. No Cir- worries. Yeah, <laughs> Circle of Life is a banger. Um, Akuna Matata also, uh, you know, an absolute banger. But I, I'm gonna, oh man, me and you're gonna fight on this podcast because <laughs> I would, I would straight up be, uh, pick, be prepared as like the best song in the whole movie. Really? Like the best song in the whole movie? Why? I don't know. It just like it has like an. Uh, it has a characterization about the song that like a lot of the other songs don't have, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You really get to see scars, like whole character, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's being mean, he's being maniacal. He's being kind of funny, you know, like he's doing he's everything as opposed to like, most of the other songs are pretty like one note. No, no, no. To me, me, I I mean, I'm not saying that they're bad songs. Again, this is like my favorite Disney film. So there isn't like a song in there that I don't like. But I just I just think Be Prepared is like above all of them. Okay, I will give it to you that I'm not saying I agree, but I can understand I will give you that. I understand where you're saying it's like the total characterization of Scar. It's his, you know, you get to see all parts of him, all layers of him. Well, not all layers, but you get to see some of the layers of him. It's just not one note. Okay, fine, 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 fine. However, still, you know, can you feel the love tonight? You know, all that stuff. Come on. You know, you, you see Simba about to get his groove on, although they don't show it in the animated thing. You know, you, but you get to say, you get I to mean, understand that him and Nala are falling in love with each other. So you have to have that there because otherwise you would see in the movie, you would be like, well, why are him and Nala together? When did that happen? Why are they so, you know, chummy? So you have to have that in there. Yeah. You already know Scar is, is evil. We already know that. So do we really need that? I don't know. But, you know, some of the other songs are pretty amazing. So that's why I would pick that one to go. So I can't necessarily pick a favorite. But if you say so, Joe, it's your show. So I guess you get the choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just looking for a re-invite. That's <laughs> not arguing yeah. too hard with me because you're like, hey, I want to be back on at some point. <laughs> um, so I mentioned earlier your if it isn't love podcast give us a quick give us a little quick rundown sure. like what what do you okay. sp- what do you speak about mm-hmm. why should people tune in yeah well the tagline for my show is where love and relationship lessons me storytelling and music 
And so basically what happens there is I share some of the love lessons and relationship lessons that I've learned throughout the year, starting from an adolescent on, on up to now. And I share some of my favorite music, whether it be R&B, jazz, country, um, and I break down the lyrics of those songs. So the songs that you hear on the podcast are a reflection of the stories and the stories are a review of the music. Um, like my, like right now, um, the first episode, I'll, I'll start there. The very first episode is titled, If It Is In Love, After The Podcast. Yeah. It's a new edition song. It's one of my favorite new edition songs. I think it's a cult classic oh, it's song, the, um, but if you listen if to the song, love. yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. yeah, I know that song, yeah, yeah, where Beyonce pays homage to the video and her video "Love on Top," where you see that that's where that comes from. Oh, but, I, don't, I don't, I don't know the Beyonce reference. See, you have to see the video because the song doesn't sound anything like the new edition song. It's just there's a a visual oh. homage paying to it, so you have to have seen the video in order to know. But um, I break down the lyrics to "If It Is in Love," and "If It Is in Love" is about a um, it's about a guy. He likes a girl, but he tries to front in front of his guys, and he eventually she he eventually sees that he really does like her. And his friends peep game as well. And it's like, no, you really like this girl, but he gets her his heart broken because the girl's like, okay, you playing games? I don't have time for you now. And then he basically says, well, if it isn't love, if I don't love this girl, why do I feel this way? Why am I always checking for her? Why am I thinking about her all the time? Yeah, you know what I mean. And then, the story that I share on that particular podcast is about my first, <laughs> my first little bitty heartbreak. <laughs> and I share it uh, about how um, this guy broke up with me. I was like 11 or 12 years old. He broke up with me because I wouldn't kiss him. And so <laughs> he broke yeah. up with me on three way because I wouldn't kiss him. And then I went to school the very next day and he had told all of his little friends. And so everybody's staring at me and it's just how I was just so heartbroken. I was so heartbroken that that night after I got off the phone, I listened to the spinners. It takes a fool to learn that love don't love nobody. Cause I swore I was in love. <laughs> So it's just little stuff like that where I share, you know, some of the lessons that I learned and some of the experiences that I had. And I also share um, on one of the episodes that I titled, um, Do You Know What Love Is? I had a counselor on there, a family and marriage counselor in in October um, to talk about domestic violence awareness. And to understand, you know, you, you hear the term, is a cheater always a cheater? So I wanted to know, is an abuser always an abuser? Because I'm of the opinion that a cheater is not always a cheater, that people change for who they want to change for. So you may meet this person that was a serial cheater before they met you. And then once they get to you, you inspire something in them where they know that if they mess up and cheat on you, that you're going to lose them that they're going to lose you. And so they may change or whatever the case may be. And so I wanted to know, is an abuser always an abuser? And we talked about that. And essentially she said, it depends. It's a case by case basis. And people learn, those are sometimes learned behaviors for modeling as growing up and not to go too much further into that episode, but you know, that's some of the things I talked about. And in one of my recent episodes, I talked about one of my betrayals and one of the heartbreaks I've um, dealt with, with a past lover and a best friend. And how they, you know, 
were, <laughs> were dishonest with me oh, in a way. And okay. it really broke I my heart because I lost two best friends because I consider him a really close friend. And she was my best friend for over like 15 years or so. so it was yeah. like a... Was it like a triangle sort of thing where? No, I'll, I'll share briefly with you. What happened is I, when I, I, we went to, she and I, we live right next door to each other. Her grandmother lived around the corner in the apartment complex. And so we went to high school together. She went off to a four-year university her first year. I went to junior college. So then she came back home for the summer and we decided that I would, I went to go off to a four-year university. I was going to go two years, but I didn't like the community college. So I went the next year. We ended up going to the same community college. We, um, not community college, but four-year university. We roommated everything. We were really, really close. Spent the night over each other's homes, in each other's homes. Our families knew each other, things of that nature. So when I first get to the university, we go to the step show. I don't know if you're familiar with Greek life. Oh, no, yeah. Black Greek life. You know, they have step shows. And it was a step show there. And the fraternity that was throwing it, they were getting off this. They were at the end part, and this other fraternity stormed the stage. And if you're familiar, if, if you're familiar with the fraternity, they had on um, fatigues and gold boots and a purple shirt. And if you're familiar, you know who that is. And so this guy, he was on stage, but he didn't have on a shirt. And I was like, wait, oh who? Let's 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 give him a reference, though. Can you give me? A- so the captains were throwing the step show, and the cues stormed the stage. I knew it was disrespectful, but it just caught everyone's attention because it was like, who is, why are they doing this? And they were just so loud and just being themselves. And I just saw this guy that didn't have a shirt on. And I was like, damn, he's fine. That's all I could say because I, not because he didn't have the shirt on, but that improved the, you know, and I could say, I was like, oh my gosh, he's fine. It's my first week on campus. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It's all like, who is he? No one knew who he was. Well, the next two weeks, I made it my business to find out who he was. So we eventually end up communicating on the phone. Yeah. He was like, describe yourself. Because he had never seen me. I, of course, knew what he looked like. I was like, I'm about 130 pounds. I'm five, five. I was like, I got mocha skin. I was like, I'm just really, really cute. Wait, so you... So you- are you are you saying you was out here catfishing or like what? No, what, what, I, I was on? 130 pounds. I was fine. What are you talking okay, about? I'm, I'm, I'm you're just, you're saying it like you're saying it is crazy. Like like no, you were. It was just like crazy. you were lying. Was funny. No, it was just funny the way that I said it. And the reason oh, I okay. and then I know that I was telling the truth because when he eventually came to our apartment to meet me, uh, like a week or so later, he was like, "You didn't lie." And I'm like, well, "What do you mean I didn't lie?" He was like, "You look the way that you said." It. You were going to look up. But anyway, so she was my roommate at the time and she would see him come over. You know, we would, you know, talk about things or whatever. And it's just one conversation in reference to we were talking about like, you know, she asked me, she said, do you think he's cute enough to have a baby with if you ever got pregnant by him? I was like, yeah, why not? And she was like, mm. Like she didn't like him. That's what y'all be okay, talking about. Like two days after the fact. Like, no, not two days after the fact, but at some point, we we oh, okay. each other's lives. And this is the thing: he and I were in in and out of each other's lives over years, over a decade. When he wasn't with someone, or I wasn't with someone, we were together. We were never officially in a relationship. Okay, let me make that very clear: we were never officially in a relationship, but we had an understanding. If I was with someone, we weren't talking. Because that would be disrespectful to to my partner. So, you know, just things like that. But she would be over at my house if he would come over when I eventually moved out on my own. We lived together. She would let him in. You know, things of that nature. 
And so she made it seem like she was never interested in him. And I'd always had a conversation with him, like, okay, I know we're not officially together, but if we ever decide that we don't want to be in each other's lives for whatever reason, you don't talk to any of my friends. I won't talk to any of your friends. Are we cool with that? He agreed to that. Just because I knew it would be weird. We have feelings in and out for each other, things of that nature. And come to find out, she called me one day after I moved out of state. And she was just talking. We hadn't talked in over a year, but I'm like, this is my good, good girlfriend. She's like a sister to me. And so she called and she just asked me, she was, we were just talking about random stuff. And then she says, and this is the craziest question. I knew she should have knew something was up, but I'm just not thinking about it. And she was like, well, out of the people that you've been in a relationship with or talked to, um, who would you be mad if one of your friends dated? And I'm just thinking, I'm like, well, I named him, but I didn't think anything of it because we hadn't talked in over a year, yeah. me and her. We're just talking, like friends do, just talk about random things. We reminisce about things. So I wasn't thinking anything of it. Yo, she's, so she, I answered her. She was so like low-key getting, getting information. Yes. Like, yes. wait a minute, would you like me bothered if like kind yes. of? Uh, yes. yes. And so I don't think anything about it so much so that I asked her the same question. I'm just like, girl, who am I, what about you? You know, I'm just yeah. talking. And she answers the question, don't think anything of it. Maybe a month or two goes by and I talk to someone that knows, that knows us. And the person tells me that he and her had been whatever they were doing. I'm not sure if they had sex. I'm not sure if they called themselves were in a relationship. I'm not sure. But when I find out the information, I'm so hurt about it. I'm brokenhearted because my mind immediately goes back to that conversation that she and her had. I'm like, why would you play me like I'm just some random woman that you want to get information from instead of one of your best friends in the entire world that has babysit your son? We have lived together. We have eaten over each other's houses. We have borrowed money from each other. We have done all these types of things together. Why would you play me like this? So my heart was so broken. And then I thought about the type of person that she was before and how she'd done other friends in the past. And I was like, well, why not you? You look at how people treat other people around them. Know that that's going to eventually be you at some point. He said they just went out to lunch. I immediately knew that was a lie. I eventually, within like a month, within like a year or two, moved back to our home state. And I reached out to him just because I wanted an explanation. Because he and I had shared some things. I will share something with you. I have a daughter. I have a 16 year old. I was in a relationship with someone. The relationship ended. And so he and I were still in contact and I let him know that I was pregnant. Anyway, he's the one that took me to the hospital to be induced. That's what kind of friend he was to me. He had law finals that very morning that he got up extra early to take me to the hospital to be induced. That's how close we were. So that's why I bothered me so much and hurt my feelings so much that you guys felt like you couldn't talk to me about it. And so I reached out to him, wanting to talk to him about it. And we were going to have lunch. And I eventually just told him, I said, no, I don't even want to talk to you or her ever again. Two people that I love very much lied to me. And I don't see why you lied to me. You just couldn't talk to me about it. If you felt like your connection was so strong, be adults about it. You know, just talk. And they didn't do that. And so that was the end of that. Eventually, me and her had words because she called me on some BS. Ooh. And I had to cuss her out and all that stuff. And I cussed him out from here to Timbuktu. No hands? Yeah. Nobody got hands? No, no fighting. I, I'm not fighting anybody over anything. <laughs> Unless it has to do with my kid, there will be no violence. <laughs> good, 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 good. You know good. what I mean? So, no. But, yeah, those are some of the stories that I share and some of the lessons that I learned. Um, 
you know, dating and coming of age and learning what I do want, what I don't want, what I will accept, what I won't accept. And I share some of those stories on the podcast and how they impacted me and how I move now and the things I expect now and, you know, so on and so forth. What do you think is uh, probably the biggest lesson you've learned? Um, throughout your dating experiences, like what, what's the biggest shift in how you've sort of approached dating? My biggest shift is I will not compromise on a lie. I will not because I, because my thing is when I first meet someone and I think most people can benefit from this. When you first meet someone, you should be very honest. Lying is a deal breaker for me. It's just a deal breaker because I say that I'm not going to ask you anything that I'm not, I'm not prepared to hear the answer to, whether it's in my favor or not, whether it's something I want to hear or not. I've already prepared myself that you may tell me something that I don't want to hear. So don't ever lie to me. Don't do something that you have to lie about doing if I should ever ask you. Just no lie. <laughs> I don't believe, some people don't, don't agree with me on this, but I don't believe cheating is a deal breaker. I really don't. And the reason I say that is because I don't, I think if you can talk to your partner about why they may have cheated, if you're in a monogamous relationship, you have to first establish that your, your relationship is monogamous. If you haven't established that, then you can't hold those expectations for a person to be in a monogamous relationship with you or not sleep with other people. If you have not established that and set that down as a deal breaker, because the previous experience may have been where Monogamy wasn't a thing, wasn't a serious thing. Yeah. It, it could be that some people are experiencing being in relationships where you do what you want to do, just don't humiliate me. You yeah. do what you want to do, just don't make it public. You know, you never know. But if you don't talk about those things and just assume things, people assume a lot instead of talking about it. You have to communicate. So that, that yeah, has been I a think, lot of I think honest, I think honest, honest communication between um, the people involved is really the most important thing because it's it's just like everyone gets stuck in this place of thinking that relationships are all have to all be one way or have to all follow the exact same rules or Mm -hmm. you know everything like that where it's people don't realize that it's 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 your relationship you decide what you're comfortable with what you're not comfortable with what rules and boundaries you're kind of willing to move or not. Cause there are some people who are like, Hey, like you said, just don't embarrass me or don't like make it, don't make it hot. Mm-hmm. And some people are just fine with that. But then there are some people where they're like, I can't know. There's no, there's none of that whatsoever. And it, it's just depending on who your partner is and what it is that they're comfortable with. Sure. And the dishonesty. I think a lot of people are dishonest with themselves because of what society says they should and shouldn't accept or what they should and shouldn't be like. You ever see somebody that's with somebody that is um, a serial cheater? They cheat on them all the time. They fight and then they're back together. But that's just your friends and your family tell you that it's not okay and that you think you have to go in line with what they say instead of being honest enough to say, I'm okay with being in an open relationship. I'm okay if my partner sees someone else every now and then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And being honest enough to say that. And I think a lot of people are not honest enough to say what it is they truly want and want you to accept. 
without without fitting into society's standards of what it should be. Yeah, there's been there's been a ton of people stuck in that framework of just thinking that they have to do it one particular way because that's how everyone sees it mm-hmm. as the right way, quote unquote, where it's like it, it really doesn't have to be that way. No. Um, you know, you can really. The, the lesson we all unfortunately need to learn is regardless of what life we live, we're the ones living it. Like we're the ones walking down that path. So, you know, your mom might tell you or, or your sister or whoever it might be might tell you, hey, this is the way that you got to live your life. But ultimately, they're not the ones living that life. So it's like exactly. you, you got to make the choice and just, you know, be OK with what you're OK with. And yeah. if you're not comfortable with it, switch it up. I agree. I couldn't. I don't think I could have said it better myself, Joe. I'm in favor of two consenting adults doing what two consenting adults want to do, as long as they're not hurting anyone. Okay. Uh, so or three consenting adults, or four, or five, however <laughs> you want to do that thing. <laughs> okay. So let's say, let's say, for example, we establish where you know you've established that you're in a monogamous relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think an interesting sort of question is. Is physical cheating worse than emotional cheating? No. And the reason I say that is because sex is an act where people do it to receive pleasure, like eating a piece of cake. Cake isn't filling, but to receive the pleasure from it. That's how I view sex in a sense. Not not so trivial as that. You know, it's a lot more complicated than that, but I'm trying to find something to give to give an analogy to. Um, emotional cheating is no, you're sharing the most intimate parts of yourself with someone else. And that is the reason that you have a partner in the first place, if I'm not mistaken. That's why people tend to get into relationships to have that support, to have that person that they can share the most intimate things with the person that they can be familiar and comfortable with, the person that they can feel safe with. And in order for you to share emotional things like that, you must feel safe with someone. So oh, emotional cheating is definitely more detrimental to the relationship, to the security of a relationship and to the security of the person that you're with than physical cheating. What, what do I even say to that? That was, that was perfectly put. No? Still nothing? I hear you now when you said still nothing. Okay. All right, let me just close up close up this episode. <laughs> Thank you for being on the episode, Scorpion. Um, that's been another episode of Culture Nerds. If you want to hear more from Scorpion, check out her podcast. The link will be in the description. Remember, we all have passions and fandoms, so keep learning and exploring the RPG of life. You never know when you're going to level up next. We thank you for the support and the comments. If you have any suggestions, leave it in the reviews. See you next week, nerds.